You're listening to the Spontaneous Community Podcast. This week, we start off with some news on our community-modded Minecraft server, as well as I share a little bit of behind the scenes from last Friday's video release, as well as the new Friday coming up. We then dive into our community's top video games of 2021, made from all of your submissions, and we compare them to Steam's best of 2021 list. After that, I indulge a little bit into my newfound Netflix passion of Korean dramas, and then it's straight into the new upcoming shows from the winter 2022 anime season. And then we finally wrap it all up with some discussion on a list of cognitive biases, which are biases that we make on other people through our own cognitive functions unknowingly. A lot of them actually took us by complete surprise. Hello and happy new year. <clears throat> welcome, welcome. Uh, it's good to be back in the whole brand new 2022. And hopefully, hopefully it's going to be another good year. I had a good year last year, but I also had a very big change in, uh, in work and, uh, for the good. And I'm, I was excited about that. And now we'll kind of see where that goes this year and hopefully it'll be a great one. But yeah, I've got, we've got some exciting things to talk about today. Uh, we're going to get to it a little bit, but two, I think it was about a week and a half ago, two weeks. I had everybody in the discord. I opened up a thing where people could post, uh, in favorite games of 2021, what their favorite games were. And I got a big list of that and I've compared it with, uh, all of the, some of the bigger websites and places that talk about their, like the top games. We've got steam's list of all, like the most sold, the most played <clears throat> as well as a few other websites that I've gone through to kind of find out how our community's favorite games of the year compared to like the vast majority and then also kind of talk a little bit about some of the big games that have uh that have come out over the last couple years and i'm surprised there's actually a few of them that over the last two two to three years they've we've had some relatively similar games located at the top of the list so when we get to that i'm, I'm really excited to talk about that but I mean, with it being the community podcast, the first thing we got to do is quickly touch base a little bit on our community modded Minecraft server, the Vasant Rising, and uh, nothing super exciting and fancy for news with that, but I do have a couple upcoming things with it. So we are now officially halfway through. We have made it uh, through the first month. We started on the third of last month. We are now on the third of this month. So the very final day of the Vasant Rising SMP is going to be on February 3rd. So February 3rd is going to be a Thursday. We've got one, two, three, and a little over a half weeks. Yeah. One, two, three. I mean, pretty much four weeks, roughly. Okay, four and a half weeks. My math's really bad. <laughs> and then... When we end stream on Thursday, the 3rd of February, that will be the final day of the SMP. And then we'll have a couple days off. And then basically, yeah, the 4th, the 5th, the 6th. And then I think Monday or Tuesday. So that's going to be the 8th or the 9th of February. We're going to start the next mod pack and we'll have that community we'll have we'll start the next server and that'll go for the next two months after that so i'm going to be excited for that on thursday the 20th of this month when the podcast is over i will throw a new event down for that but we're going to have our first official kind of like lore stream and i've got a bunch of stuff planned out for that it's going to establish some of the last little bits of what's going to happen with some of the kind of like the the quotation mark server story that we've we've got kind of going on with a bunch of the players as well as how we're going to transition into the next server so that's all going to be connected together and i'm really excited for that so that's going to be thursday the 20th so that's going to be in about two and a half weeks a little over that so that's going to be really fun so you'll be able to find that event posted in the the events part of the discord and then yeah, it's uh, at, I haven't decided if before or after that lore stream, we're definitely going to do another Vassant Olympic Games because I've really enjoyed the Olympic Games we did last time. Uh, we're going to do some of the same events. We're going to add a bunch more and we'll give everybody the opportunity to come through and play through the Olympic Games and uh, we'll grade our uh, our different nations and uh, and players to that, which I think will be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun playing through the last Vasant Olympic Games, and I'm really excited for the next one because I've got a couple other games that I want to get in that I'm going to be able to this time because I'm not, <laughs> now that we're not in the desert, we're not going to have everything destroyed by an orc disaster uh, while I'm still setting everything up. So, <laughs> But I think that's going to be pretty sweet. 
I'm really excited for it. But I'm I'm really excited for the next mod pack coming in. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have some we're gonna open up suggestions in about oh hey buddy how you doing come here buddy we're gonna open up suggestions in I think two and a half weeks and we'll keep that open for a week so people can start suggesting different mod packs that they like and then from there uh, we're not gonna do a vote or a poll or anything like that because we've got some plans where depending on the final how the final stream happens so on February third. Depending on the events that take place then, that will decide which mod pack we ultimately go with. Because everything's going to be kind of connected through like a an overarching story, quotation marks. What are you doing, buddy? My dog buddy came to say hi and he's just sitting here staring at me. I'm not sure. He's not cold, so he, isn't, he wasn't outside. I don't know if he's like, hey, I'm ready to go to the dog park. You going to take me there? <laughs> Dungeons, dragons, and rocket ships. You mean space uh, space shuttles, right? I think that's the mod pack. That was that's one BJ and Co's been playing for a long time. That's a really good mod pack. But yeah, I'm excited for that. So I think it's all gonna be a lot of fun. You guys will have more of an idea of what's happening after the twentieth of thir uh, Thursday the twentieth. Uh, I've got, the lore stream is planned out for that, so it's uh, it's gonna be pretty interesting. There's a it. I'm hoping it works out. It's it's a little more extravagant than things we've than the average thing that we've done before. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes for there. But yeah, we had that. That's all going on with that. We had our New Year's special that came out this last Friday, our New Year's video. And there's a couple things I wanted to talk about with it that uh, I it was so much fun putting it together with everybody. But we didn't end up having enough time uh, for the length of the video to add a bunch of the other things that happened. And there was a bunch of really funny things that happened and well, fun things that happened throughout it. But it just didn't really fit for the story uh, that we were going for the YouTube video. But it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was hard to really tell through the video, but early on, there was a huge power difference between uh, my team and Rin's team. It's actually kind of, it was really neat. The amount of people that showed up, we basically had Rin's community versus our community. And our community did so bad. <laughs> we, we were, oh, it was terrible. I went through and I explained everything that was going on. Rin's community, they listened. They, they're like, all right. They started formulating plans. My community, they were just like, wow, let's just do stuff. And they built a castle in the corner because they were expecting they were going to have to defend it as people became storming in. But as I explained in the beginning, it's like we got two separate sides. You can't cross over to the other. We're shooting each other with fireworks. But for some reason. <laughs> they were like wow wait what a blooper reel ah, maybe that's actually not a bad idea I'll, I'll look into that overdrive that's a good idea i'll see i'll see if i can pull that together a lot of this stuff i don't know if it would work well for a blooper reel because it's a lot of stuff that just kind of it was it happened over a long period of time most of the stuff that was kind of like quick and fast and fun that's what i was able to get into the video uh, well, I honestly, I thought real for a blooper reel was spelled R-E-A-L. So <laughs> I didn't even realize you spelled it wrong. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the, it was uh, it was a lot of fun with all that. Um, but our my team ended up building this little castle and they started holding themselves up in there while Rin's team went around and they they placed torches and lit up their entire side and then once they realized that mobs were still coming through the border they put these walls around it so no mobs could enter in and then after that point our team just absolutely fell apart because there were just hundreds of mobs everywhere the only place they could spawn was on our half of the uh, <laughs> of the world and so You'd watch us Rin's team's got all these different barriers and locations set up that they can defend behind and shoot out fireworks from behind. And then our team has this little tiny castle with an opening that just mobs keep pouring in. And anytime someone went out to go and do something, they would die. And they would spawn out in the middle and they wouldn't be able to get anywhere because the mobs would just swarm them. In. <laughs> I think it took us until the last. We, we ended up playing for a little over an hour. I think the first 45 minutes was just an absolute disaster for my side until after we, <laughs> we just it was just like, all right, we just got to get torches out there. We got to figure out what we can do. Uh, one of the things I really wanted to put in, but yeah, we didn't end up getting any good angles of it. Um, Ren hates Acacia with a burning passion. 
Uh, for some reason, she just hates the look of the logs, which makes, which I guess is fair. The, the color of them doesn't really fit with a lot of stuff in Minecraft, but she hates it with a burning passion. So I, there was a moment where I went to the middle of the map and I grew a bunch of acacia trees and she just went into a rage. And then I had no idea, but she has this special. So in Minecraft, you can go into this menu and you can you can change and adjust some of the add-ons that change the visual elements of the game. And she has one that goes and changes the acacia trees to Sakura flower or like Sakura trees. I think that's what they're called. Um, and there's a period in the, the YouTube video where you can see there's these two kind of remaining floating bits of uh, what looks like Sakura leaves whenever it's from her perspective. And <laughs> it was because she switched, she switched one of her, uh, one of her texture packs so that she didn't have to see the acacia trees. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed that whole thing. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we've actually got planned for this Friday coming up a little bit of a sneak peek. Um, so I'm pushing for the lore video, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it done in time. Uh, cause I don't want to just put out a half, a half ass, uh, lore video for it. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff to kind of sift through with a, with a bunch of things that have happened. And then there's also a bunch of events that happened off stream that we considered relevant enough to be a part of the lore. So we've got to still figure out how we're going to incorporate some of those, but we've got them all broken down and it's, it's going along. I'm, I'm 90% sure I'll be able to get the lore video, the video at this Friday. But if not, I did a, cause we all know. I'm building the SMPE, the world's greatest server that, that's ever going to hit the market, right? It's going to be top quality. Nothing out there is going to be better. And so I brought on Geek Nation, Tagalongs, Arkham Avalong, and Chris Daisy Live to help. Uh, and we did this kind of like a art competition where I brought each of the men and they created their own art pieces. And uh, with, with, you know, some catches, some things along the way to make things difficult and challenging for them to kind of not to mess with them. Like, clearly, clearly this wasn't to torment them. It was to help them. Um, how, do, how do I how do I word it? Open their true artistic potential. Right. That was the dream. I wanted I wanted to uh, help them expand their artistic horizon through force of 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 will you know <laughs> in no way was it just me setting up a situation where i could torment them and make things difficult that wasn't it at all <laughs> but that'll either be out this friday or next friday i'm really hoping it'll be next friday we'll have the lore video out but yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun with all that but now the thing i've been super excited for and been waiting for for a while uh, we had the community went through. You guys posted a ton of your favorite games of last year. And surprisingly enough, 90% of the games that were posted were all from previous years. <laughs> they weren't actually games that released last year, which was kind of neat. Uh, the number one game from our community last year was Minecraft, which I mean, you know, that makes sense. After that comes in Stardew Valley, which I was a little surprised by. And then following Stardew Valley, we've got Monster Hunter Rise and Genshin Impact. I didn't expect to see either of those two on the list. And then we've got Such Art, Spiritfarer, Deltarune are the next three that kind of come down from the rest. And then after that, we've just got uh, a ton of other games that just each people brought up once. Um, some of them surprised me. I had no idea that there was this game called Inscription that came out, which I guess is this really popular horror game. Uh, Inscription was actually one of the top games of last year, apparently. It showed up I, through all the different lists that I went through that talked about the really popular games. Inscription showed up a couple times. It was mostly Monster Hunter Rise and Metroid Dread, which were both games that uh, members of the community had suggested as the the top games of tw of last year and yeah i was surprised to see monster hunter rise i for some reason i thought rise was the year before but i guess that was last year because arkham arkham a good friend of mine we talked about monster hunter a, a fair amount i think he almost convinced me to get rise a couple times but for some reason i thought that was the that was the year before but yeah, other than that we only had monster hunter rise metroid dread and inscription uh, games that that the community recommended that ended up being on a lot of the the other lists. We had a bunch of older games. We had Among Us um, that the community suggested. We had Moonlight Sculptor, which was a new one I hadn't heard of. We had Valorant, 
Undertale, Pikmin 3, Detroit Become Human, Roblox. Uh, we had Titanfall 2, Breath of the Wilds, The Witcher 3, Yomori, uh, Terraria. There's just a ton of older games. Um, I guess Halo Infinite multiplayer technically was last year. That was another one that was recommended. I or suggested. I guess Endwalker as well, but Endwalker and Halo Infinite were not. Neither of those were games that showed up in any of the lists that I saw as like the top games of last year. Uh, thinking about it, you know, Halo Infinite was pretty popular for a while, so I guess I'm kind of surprised that that one didn't show up. But. Yeah, so we went, those were all the games that our community suggested, but I was actually really surprised. So I've got with me right here, these are the most played games on Steam of last year. Uh, we had Rust, which was number one, which is fair. Rust was huge in the streaming community. There was, what was it? We had, I'm pretty sure it was at the close to the beginning of this last year, we had a lot of the big Rust community servers uh, with a lot of the big groups like um, Offline TV had their server. I think Offline TV was the one that started the Rust server. And then there were a couple other smaller, I, I mean, I say smaller, they were smaller than the main one, but they were still absolutely massive with just hundreds and hundreds of the top streamers and, and YouTubers creating Rust content. So it makes sense why that's there. Uh, we also had Halo Infinite was one of the top played. Um... Or, or sorry, uh, I, I guess, okay, so the way they did the most played was where it was games that had the highest peak of concurrent players. So Rust, Halo Infinite uh, were both ones that peaked over 200,000 players. Uh, Dota 2 was there, Counter-Strike was there, New World, which makes sense, but I guess also surprised me because I think New Worlds had a lot of server issues, didn't it? We also had Apex Legends, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Grand Theft Auto 5, which is, which I'm really not surprised Grand Theft Auto 5 is up there. There was a huge, huge insurgence of a lot of the RP stuff for Grand Theft Auto, so that was kind of cool. And then Cyberpunk, I'm not surprised about that. Although, I think Cyberpunk was 2020, wasn't it? Did Cyberpunk come out in 2020 or 2021? I'm pretty sure it was right at the end of 2020. And that's why for a while I thought it was a 2021 game. Uh, and then we had Valheim as well. Valheim makes sense because Valheim was absolutely huge. That thing exploded. It was supposed to be just kind of the small indie release, and it just skyrocketed. Uh, after that, we've got in the games that peaked over 100,000, some interesting ones in here. Team Fortress 2, I'm surprised to still see that on the list. We had Farming Simulator 22. We had Resident Evil The Village, Warframe, Among Us, Path of Exile, Ark, Battlefields. Uh, we had this China Chinese game, Tale of Immortal, that I've never heard of before. We had Rainbow Six Siege and Outriders. Phasmophobia didn't make it into uh, the 100,000 peak players or 200,000. Which, you know, Overdrive, now you brought up Phasmophobia, I am surprised about that. It was one of the games that was suggested as one of the best games for from our community. Uh, but it definitely didn't make theirs. It So Phasmophobia peaked over 60,000 players, but it never made it above the 100,000 players. I think Phasmophobia was really popular on Twitch. And I think that's why Phasmophobia feels a lot bigger than it was, if that makes sense. Because Twitch is really a small community. There wasn't too much Phasmophobia content that I would see on YouTube. Uh, but it was all over Twitch. And I think, I don't remember the exact numbers of, uh, of the average people that are on, on uh, Twitch each day, but it's not that big compared to... Uh, uh, some of the other places. Tales of oh, Tales of Arise even peaked over sixty thousand. I guess that makes sense. This is a Tales of game. We had Stardew Valley, one of the games you guys suggested. Uh, like I said, there was Phasmophobia, was peaked over sixty thousand. I'm actually surprised to see how many Football Manager games have stayed in the top games. I looked at last year's as well. But so those were the most played. But now here's the top sellers. Okay, so we've got a couple different categories that it break that. Uh, Steam breaks it up into we've got the platinum category we've got the gold category and the silver and the bronze we won't go through all of them but we will talk about at least the top three and then some other ones that kind of uh, seem interesting oh here what I'll do as well let me post the link here in the command center so you guys can uh, take a look at this with me if you wanted to uh, but yeah so the top sellers of 2021 we had Apex Legends, which confuses me because it's free to play. So I don't know 
how that works. Oh, oh, so it's the top, it's the year's top 100 games is measured by the gross revenue. So that's insane. Apex Legends free to play in a mass. I mean, I guess Apex Legends was kind of right around the tail end of when there was a lot, there was a big massive insurgence of distrust and I guess anger and frustration towards loot boxes. So I guess I think Apex Legends kind of came in close to that. So that, so there's still a lot that they were able to get. I, I mean, I guess even with all the, the anger and frustration with it, people still love spending money on loot boxes. It's pretty addicting. So but yeah, Apex Legends we uh, was one of the top grossing games, Destiny 2, which I'm not surprised. It had its DLC that came out for it. Uh, as well as I believe their cross-platform stuff and the release on was the release on steam this year maybe that was a while ago maybe it was just the dlc that came out for it but they made battlefield 2042 we had naraka uh, blade point which that's a game i've i'm not a big fan of battle royale games i'm a lot more of kind of like an open world i prefer my heart I, I call them my hardcore casual games where it's a it's a casual game but i can play it hardcore if i want to those are kind of my style like valheim i would consider a hardcore casual uh, at least with the way that i approach them but yeah we had uh naraka blade point was one of the top grossing ones and i it, it just i don't know the idea of this kung fu battle royale fighting game uh, it, it, it seems kind of interesting. So it's still something I keep looking at. But yeah, Valheim was one of the top grossing games. We had Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which blows my mind. Counter-Strike Global Offensive came out in 2012, right? 10, almost 10 years ago. It was the It was August. So the beginning of 2012. Yet it's now 2022. Uh, or the and as of last year it was one of the top grossing games that is absolutely insane we also had dead by daylight which i'm not surprised dead by daylight's been huge new worlds which came out the last year and it makes sense the game exploded so many people were wanting to play it that they just couldn't get into it uh, august is towards the end of the year oh yeah no you're right <laughs> august is towards the end of the year <laughs> What it is is June is the middle of the year, and so sometimes I start counting my months starting with June, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> Dota 2 was also one of the top grossing ones. We had Rainbow Six Siege, we had Grand Theft Auto 5, and we also had uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. So a lot of the games that are the top selling and the top grossing ones were from the era of 2015 to 2016. I believe half of the games. Almost half of the games on the top sellers of this last year came out like f f more than five years ago, which is insane. Uh, in our gold tier, we had um, Forza Horizon 5, Final Fantasy Online, which I'm not surprised about that. We Honestly, I, I, I thought the Final Fantasy Online would have been up in the top tier one because Final Fantasy Online actually, they had to, there was a period of time, I don't know if it's changed yet but they actually stopped selling keys for the game they had to stop selling the game because they could not support the amount of players that wanted to play the game and with the chip shortage they were unable to purchase what was needed to increase the size of their servers which is insane uh, we've also got warframe and fifa 22 we've got it takes two the elder scrolls online rust war thunder sea of thieves black back for blood so we have Forza Horizon 4 and Forza Horizon 5. Both of them are two of the top grossing, or some of the top grossing games. That's insane. And then our silver tier, we'll go through this quickly. We've got Path of Exile, Team Fortress 2, Civilization, uh, the new Halo Infinite. We've got Ark Survival Evolved, the new Age of Empires 4, Resident Evil Village, Euro Truck Simulator, Phasmophobia, Sims 4, Mass Effect, Black Desert, Stellaris, Outriders, Monster Hunter World, and Cyberpunk. And then there's a ton of other ones. Scrolling through it quickly, some of them that peak, that kind of like catch my, my attention here, Balloons Tower Defense 6. It's a very cheap game. It's crazy that it's one of the the best i guess that makes sense it's one of the best selling games fallout 4 came out in 2015 but it's still one of the top ones which is ridiculous i i understand age of empires 2 because of the new age of empires coming out or with age of empires 4 releasing 
Uh, I don't think there's really anything else on the gold tier that we added in to our community favorite games. Oh, Satisfactory is there. That was one of the ones you guys recommended as a favorite of last year. But yeah, I thought that was all really cool, seeing a lot of those. So one of the things that's kind of interesting is if we go to, I believe it's the most played, or I think so, is the most played, Cyberpunk, and where is it? I've got the the list from last year as well. Uh, I believe it was Cyberpunk, and FIFA 21 and Monster Hunter World were both were the three of those were the top were some of the top played games and they they were also the only ones to be in the platinum tier of last year as well and they've managed to keep their positions up there. I keep forgetting how popular FIFA 20 or the FIFA games are because I think FIFA 21 is still more popular than FIFA 22. I don't remember exactly for sure. Uh, but I remember reading some, an article about that, talking about the popularity of the FIFA, the popularity of the FIFA games, and because it was during the time when there was a lot of discussions on whether or not we were going to be getting, um, <clears throat> oh, what's it called? The uh, if the new if the hockey games and the sports games were going to go more of the DLC route instead of the brand new games. So instead of FIFA 22, you would just have FIFA and then you get the, the 22 expansion and then like the 23 expansion, the 24 expansion. So it'd be an expansion that just added in characters until eventually it got to the point where they wanted to upgrade the engine. But I mean, if if FIFA 21 is one of the most grossing games and i believe fifa 22 is one of the f ones farther down uh if, if it's going to continue to be that there's no reason why they wouldn't want to just keep spending money on all the big games or just re releasing a whole just a, this the a game with just another number at the end of it i know it's more than just a, another number at the end of it but you get what i mean so we had a bunch of those and uh for 2021 and that's pretty exciting um oh god so i did something different for stream this morning uh, a friend of mine, Tag, was uh, had her vacation still going, so we did, we wanted to play Knights and Bikes. It's a game we've been looking. It's a co-op game we've been looking at playing for a long time. We fi so we finally went to go start that today. So I decided to stream it on my alt account, and we uh, we sat down to go and play it. We had everything ready to go. I hit live on OBS. Everything was going great. Forty five minutes in, I realized I also had to hit live on YouTube. So we'd been streaming for forty five minutes. And I'd post into the Discord. I'm like, all right, guys, you know, things are up. Things are ready to go. And as far as I knew, everything was great. Uh, except when you go to set up events through streaming on you. So if you go to if you just go to live stream on YouTube, it's the same kind of thing as Twitch. You just hit live. It sends the key in and it's good to go. But if you set it up as an event, then you have to send your live stream to the events key. And then once once it's being sent to it, a thing open. Uh, a, uh, enables it where you can hit go live so what it what's all and i really wish twitch would do this as well because i think this is really cool where you can send your stream to youtube and then check to make sure it's okay see how everything's looking if you're happy with it then you hit go live and that's when the live stream starts on youtube and then that's when the video uh like the vod essentially begins after everything's all done i think that's really cool and i really i really hope twitch does something like that too twitch has the ability where you can send it to a special version of your own stream key so you can do test streams like that but being able to just to send it see it how it's looking how everything's going and then just hit live i think is an amazing feature and it's really cool oh you're playing war thunder right now overdrive nice you need to get a new cooler for your computer already third time today your pc is shut down oof that's not how, so how do you have to just let your computer sit down or sit and just relax for a little while or is it something where you can just kind of jump back in and not have to worry about it? I don't really understand how that stuff works. Because when you say new cooler, I'm assuming, do you do liquid cooling or do you do fans? Because I've never heard of cooler as being one of the terms. Uh, you just got to jump back at liquid cooling. Oh, just jump back in? Oh, interesting. So does the computer just detect that you're... Oh, your pump is going out. Oh, okay. So then I'm assuming it, it shuts off as some sort of safety thing where it's just like, oh, you know what? Let's let's put a sock in it. Nothing's moving how it's supposed to be. We don't want things to burn out. Is that how it goes? Because I know if a fan stops working in a normal PC, the computer, at least the computers that I had before the one I have now, I don't know if it would shut off now, but it would just be like, all right, let's keep going. 
because I had a computer back. Okay, it was our family computer. Uh, when did the original Guild Wars come out? Let me look this up. Guild Wars release date. This was back in 2005 that it came out. So probably around 2007, we had a our family computer. I was playing games in the kitchen. And while I was playing, there was this graphical error that happened where suddenly all the colors on the screen went just bright, vibrant green and purple. And you could barely make out what was going on on the screen and everything was all weird and funky. So uh, a family... Uh, a friend of mine, his dad was really big into computers, so we had him come out and check uh, what was up with our computer. Or we, we had him check out what the computer was, so we, or what was wrong with the computer, so we took the computer out to him. And it turns out our fan had stopped working who knows how long ago. And over time, our graphics card, the graphics card in the computer had gotten so hot that it melted onto the hard drive. And so... <laughs> There were because there were occasional occasional graphical glare errors that we had from time to time over the period of like a of a of a month and a half, but I it would just it would happen and then go away. So it's just like whatever. It's probably just the game because it was the only game that I was playing at the time. And then yeah, it turns out it was just because our our graphics card <laughs> was melting onto the hard drive, which is crazy. So then we get a, we had to get a whole brand new computer after that. But oh god, so I don't know what what are you. I'm curious, what kind of shows are you guys getting into recently? Because I I ended up falling off of a lot of the shows that were coming out this season for the for anime, and I've started to get into Korean dramas. I watched, there's one Korean drama I watched, I think six years ago, that I really liked, but I, but... It, I don't know. There's just there's so there was a there, for a little while now a ton of Korean dramas have been showing up on my recommended on Netflix and there was one of them that finally piqued my interest and I went to check it out. It's called Our Beloved Summer. Uh, what it's it's called this it's kind of like this coming of age romantic comedy where it's about these two characters that while when they were in high school one of them was the most intelligent like the smartest kid the other one was just this really kind of laid back and so lazy so he had the worst grades in the school and she had the best grades in the school and while they were in school or in high school a documentary crew filmed the two of them interacting with each other and hanging out for like a couple months or whatever it was and so the this show takes place uh, a little bit back then with some of the backstory but then also I think it's like six or seven years in the future uh, where the documentary crew returns to them after their um, their original high school documentary ends up going viral so that they get filmed again to so they ha as if like um, they're going to do like a, a in the now kind of uh, documentary with them. And uh, it's really cool because it's these two characters that are almost complete opposites, but then they end up falling in love and it's this romantic comedy um, with some of the with uh, little bits of stuff with them back in high school. But then it's also in the future um, where they've been broken up for five years now and their lives are very different. But um, the, the, it's just like the struggles of them now being kind of. Uh, not really, f not really, but also kind of being forced back into the documentary of the two of them uh, seeing each other again. And it's, I don't know, it's really cool, and I'm, I'm really all in on it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that after this, I'm gonna go all in on the, on Korean dramas for a little while. Because what's neat, what I love about Korean dramas is, I've, I've always been a huge slice of life fan for anime. Slice of Life is one of my favorite genres because I, I like just being able to go to a show and watch and enjoy it. And you don't really get Slice of Life shows in North America. You get you get some stuff kind of like it where there's shows about families, but it's generally something more along the lines of like everybody loves Raymond. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know the names of any of the more recent ones. Oh God! What there was one of them, the same guy that was that did the Tim the Toolman, <laughs> the Kardashians. Yeah, North America, we get the Kardashians. Oh God! There's what was it? Is was it? It was like um, he was the he's a a a, a husband. He has three daughters, and it's like the just him living the life. Uh, his life with it going through like dealing with the, the daughters and all this crazy stuff. I don't remember exactly what it is, what it's called, but we just, we get a ton of those kinds of shows where it, it's more centered around. It's, it's like a sitcom, right? 
it's more centered around a central location of a house and just the life of the, the characters going through that. Whereas a slice of life anime can have elements of that, but it's also about them going out and seeing these other places and, and having this overarching story that takes takes you kind of like through a journey where you got you kind of get those with the sitcoms, but the sitcoms more about you can go in and you can watch each episode separately and it doesn't really but you can you can still kind of jump through. But whereas with the the slice of life and a lot of slice of life animes, the Korean dramas, it's this overarching story where you want to follow through with it. But it's just I don't know, it's this nice casual feel good thing. And I don't <coughs> I feel like a lot of the shows that we get in the live action shows in North America for that kind of stuff, it's a lot of it's more about the tension and the drama. And it always a lot of the shows kind of end on the oh, no, what's going to happen next thing? Where I just, I'm I'm more up to going and watching another show, another episode of a show, if it's just like, yeah, here's just, you know, there the conflict's resolved, we're ready to move on, you know, there's some other stuff kind of like, let's see where their relationship goes next episode. That's, I don't know, that's the kind of stuff I like. Plus, with Korean dramas, you get hour-long episodes, which is awesome. I love it. And they're, they're built in a way where you can kind of stop watching at almost any point and pick it up again later. I'm all in on it. The uh, the one that I watched five or six years ago, it was called it, it's it was I think it was called You Are Beautiful. And what it was about, it was really, really funny and really interesting where it was about this girl was about to become a nun. Uh, she just finished going through the whole training for it and she was just about to get she was about to become a nun. But then she was asked to cover for her twin brother who was on the verge of becoming a K-pop idol. But some sort of injury or something happened. So he ended up having to go uh, <coughs> go away for a while. And so she, this girl who was about to become a nun was asked to go and fill in for him. So she ends up going and uh, pretending to be him and living in this house with all of the other uh, idols within this group. And it's just kind of it's it's just this journey of her learning to uh, learning how to becoming an idol uh, while pretending to be a boy throughout the whole thing to like and trying to hide the her identity. And it was just it was really cool. And I, I really I really enjoyed going, uh, really enjoyed watching that. And yeah, now I'm just, I don't know. I'm all in on the, 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 the Korean dramas. Those are, those are my new, uh, I can't really say guilty pleasure. I would have considered it before, but now I'm just all in. Now I don't feel guilty watching it. I just, I love everything to do with it. Um, speaking of that kind of stuff though, oof, guys, winter 2022, the anime season, it's going to be coming up and I believe it starts... Oh, God, when does it start? A lot of the shows, I think we've got another month left. Right? I think the first episode that we're getting of a lot of these shows, or is it supposed to start? I'm looking at a bunch of the start times right now, and it's telling me the end of December, which is weird, but a lot of it's not like Crunchyroll or Funimation or anything like that. Uh, but it looks like we should start to see some shows beginning in the next week or so, maybe. And it's starting in between somewhere in between this week and the beginning of February. So it's a lot of it's going to be spaced out between then. And I'm uh, I'm kind of excited for it. But we have a we got a kind of a lackluster season isn't the right way of putting it. But we've got a very small amount of shows compared to last season i think last season we ended up having 30 shows on the radar but now this season we've got just way less um there's not there's not too many that are really jumping out as 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 bangers i know what i'm really excited for is ranking of kings is going to keep going so i think it's going to be we're going to get 23 episodes of that. We're halfway through it. Ranking of Kings is probably one of the best animes of last season. Um, there's a couple of them that look really interesting in the sense that I'm sure they're going to be bad, but they'll be fun until they're bad. Uh, one of them. Oh, God, where's one of the. So one of the titles is the strongest sage with the weakest crest. It's a it's supposed to be an anime about how there is this. <coughs> there is some sort of magician 
he reincarnates himself uh, in order to, yeah, oh, I've got the steps right here. His strength limited by the magical crest with which he was born. Matthias, the world's most powerful sage, decides reincarnation is necessary to become the strongest of all. Upon his rebirth as a young boy, Matthias is thrilled to discover he's been born with the optimal crest for magical combat on his first try. Unfortunately, the world has been born into the hit. Uh, the world he's been born into has abysmal poor standards when it comes to magic, and everyone thinks his, he's still marked for failure. Now it's up to Matthias to prove everyone wrong, the world's strongest sage style. So it's going to be one of those overpowered reincarnation animes, but it looks like it's going to be set up to be kind of humorous. <coughs> I don't think kind of parody itself, but it'll be... It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm not excited for the irregular at Magic High School. It's it's called the Reminiscence Arc. Uh, I don't know how many episodes we're supposed to get for it. It might just be a TV special. But I used to really like the Irregular Magic High School because it was this neat way where it combined magic and science in this futuristic setting. But the the problem with it is it was one of those animes where it was it was basically a brother and sister in love with each other, uh, or, or she was in love with him, always trying to. Uh, be closer to him. It's like she didn't understand or know she was in love with him, but it was clearly just uncomfortably. They, it was just, it was just, it was just wrong. <laughs> and it, and it just had too much of that, that brother sister romance stuff to make the show worth going through with it. Um, there's a couple of them. So one of the shows, I think of the sea of not last season, but the season before was a reincarnation one where we had a character reincarnate into a world. So he could basically just run the kingdom and then help bring it out of in, immense amounts of, of debt to becoming more of like a, a powerhouse. And we haven't had the next season of that yet, but I believe we're getting that. Uh, oh yeah. How a realist here rebuilt the kingdom part two. So that's going to be starting in four or five days, which is kind of exciting. Um, but we also got another one called The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. And I'm curious to find out. They're both light novels, but I wonder which one came out first. Because we had that time I was reincarnated as a slime is one of my favorite reincarnated. It's honestly, in my opinion, the best reincarnated anime. Um but there was also another one where it's like Tsukiyomi Moonlit Fantasy, where that one came, I believe the anime started last season, whereas the reincarnated slime came out for a while. And when Tsukiyomi Moonlit Fantasy, I remember exactly how it's pronounced. Um, when that one came out, I honestly thought it was a copy or a ripoff of that time I was reincarnated as a slime because there was a lot of elements and premises in both of them that felt very identical. But it turns out that Moonlit Fantasy actually came out two or its light novel came out two or three years before that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Uh, oh, would you just start that one? Are you talking about the reincarnated one? I really like it. I hope you enjoy it too. It's actually, that's actually the anime, the mod, the modded Minecraft community server that we have going is called Tensura Unleashed, and that's actually based off of the that time I was reincarnated as a slime, the anime. So I hope you like the anime, and if so, you should come play on this. You check out the server overdrive. Uh, but we're getting the case study of Vanitas Part Two. I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, the images of it are a lot. The the artwork we've got for that is a lot darker. So I'm hoping they go for a bit more of that darker underground or or uh, the darker grittier tone. So I, that would be kind of neat. There's uh, one of the ones that kind of interests me. I'm hoping it's going to be good, but I don't know. It's called She Professed Herself Pupil of the Wise Man. So going by the name Dunbelf, he's known across the land uh, of this virtual world. But one night before bed, Kagami uses an in-game vanity case that's about to expire, opting to create his ideal version of a female Dunbelf avatar for fun. Waking up, he's surprised to find that he's now in the body of the avatar he created the night before, and he'll have to work his way from the bottom up. So he's a young dude playing an old dude who is now playing a young girl who is still that old dude. <laughs> Which I think is pretty neat. So it's essentially an anime about this guy who was the most powerful, one of the most powerful characters in an online MMO. I'm pretty sure it's going to be kind of like a VR game. And then he accidentally recreates his, he, essentially he accidentally recreates his character and now he's got to play through everything again. He's already got all the knowledge and the know-how of how to, to excel and do well, but he's basically starting from scratch again. <coughs> And I think that's going to be really fun. It'll be it'll be neat to see 
it'll be neat to see how it goes. Because what'll be what'll be really neat is uh, he was a young dude play. So he, he was he's a young young adult, I'm assuming, and he or maybe maybe a teenager, but he was RPing as an old man. And so now I'm, I wonder how it, how it's gonna play out with him being so used to RPing as an old man, and that now he's in the care like in a in the avatar of a young girl. So I wonder if he's gonna keep that old man personality, but through the avatar of the young girl. And I think that it'll be really neat to see the different interactions between him and other characters. I'm hoping what it does is it, it takes the scenario where he was overpowered and knew all these different connections and all these different people. And now he's this new character, but nobody believes that he's actually the old one. So he's got to go and rebuild all of these different connections with everybody. I think it'd be really, really fun to see him go through all that. Uh, we've also got, there's an anime called love of kill. And if you guys have seen Darker Than Black, Love of Kill gives me a lot of these Darker Than Black vibes. Uh, the synopsis for that one is two assassins face off at a certain workplace, the cool bounty hunter Chateau and the mysterious and powerful Rianga. Chateau and Riang become enemies after this fight. At least they should have. But for some reason, Riang takes a liking to Chateau and begins following her around. Little by little, Chateau develops a cooperative partnership with Rang, which gets her caught up in the struggle against the organizations hunting him down. Furthermore, the battle is related to her past as well. Why did Riang approach Chateau? What is Chateau's secret past? Two mismatched assassins weave together a twisted assassin-assassin thriller. Uh, the strange gears of fate begin to move. So, I mean, the synopsis for that one isn't fantastic. I think it it sounds interesting in the sense that it's got possibly some neat areas at play but with the way this whenever a synopsis like that is described whenever they when it, yeah whenever synopsis is written like that where it, it feels just kind of like it's missing some stuff and it jumps around a bit it concerns me about the story of the show and i'm uh i'm concerned it's it's gonna be a bit of a bust but i'll give it a shot because it's it looks kind of neat with its setup and its style and we'll we'll see where it goes from there um, there's a couple others that have piqued my interest. We've got Lord L. Malloy 2's Case Files, uh, which I I don't think this is a... Oh, no, that's this... Oh, that's a special for the Case Files anime that came out last season, season four. Never mind, we'll skip past that. Um, we've got Fantasia Sango, Realm of Legends. When the three kingdoms are ravaged by demons and monsters, four heroes with little in common must unite to fight the realm's most vicious enemies. Together, the heroes unveil an insidious conspiracy while sharing the joys and sorrows of battling a mysterious organization intent on tearing them and the kingdoms apart. So it, it gives me Inuyasha vibes from the art style and the direction of that, especially with the three different kingdoms and how they're going. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be a cross between... Uh, oh god, what's the anime called? There there was an anime that came out many years ago. Um, anime about kid on the run who is king. Let's see if it shows up. King's Game. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be able to come up. But it kind of gives me Inuyasha vibes mixed with some different like political kingdom struggles, which might be kind of fun. And I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. We've also got Tokyo 24th Ward. And the reason why this one jumped into my like, uh oh, we got to check this out, is I was really looking forward to not having another X-Arm quality of anime because X-Arm is one of the worst animes of all time. But it looks like Tokyo 24th Ward might be might be our bad anime of the season. So I'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. If you guys have been watching Blade Runner Black Lotus, you'll be, and if you've been enjoying it, you'll be happy to know that we've just got a couple more episodes left uh, in this next season. I think it's, there's going to be 13 episodes in total, and we're on episode eight right now. I fell off of, of Blade Runner Black Lotus. I didn't really like it. I didn't feel the animation was very good. Uh, but I believe this is being worked on by a oh no never mind this is, this is an entirely different thing never mind scratch that but there's another anime called tribe nine it's called an action sports anime uh these those are its tags and what it's giving us here for description is in neo tokyo disillusioned youth form tribes that battle each other in an intense sport called extreme baseball one night two kids haru shiragane and taiga meet the strongest man in the world shun kamiya 
Together, the three join forces to play this cutthroat game against a mysterious man who has begun taking control of all the tribes. Can they defeat him before it's too late? And the reason why this one interested me is the art style looks really cool. It, it gives me a little bit of Tokyo Ghoul vibes with some of the masks and the character designs. But it, what's weird is it's supposed to be this ex in, intense sport called extreme baseball. And so I don't know what direction they're going to go with that. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, other than that, there's I mean, there's a few there's a bunch of other shows that I think might be kind of interesting, but nothing jumped out that said, hey, you got to make sure you check this out. I know we've got Demon Slayer. The next season of that started. Uh, we're on episode six right now. We're going to be getting. I don't actually I don't know how many episodes we're going to be getting this season. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that comes out nice and strong. So far, it's been absolutely amazing. We've got the Attack on Titan, the final season part two. That starts in five days, so that'll be kind of neat. Uh, but other than, other than that, nothing else really jumped out. But there are a few movies that look incredible. We've got Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. So we've got a movie that takes place after the last season that came out. In 43 days, if you guys didn't get a chance to see World Heroes Mission in theaters, it'll be available on uh, Blu-ray and DVD, so that's exciting. We'll probably see it on some streaming platforms. We've got two Fate Grand Order movies coming out this season. We've also got a Fruit Baskets prelude movie, which is going to be pretty exciting. And then Knights of Sidonia, if you guys haven't seen that, that's been an ongoing movie series for a long time now. And there, another movie is coming out on... Uh, actually, it came out in December, so that's exciting. That's already out. And then we've got the one I'm excited for the most right now is the Deer King because it gives off these Miyazaki vibes. It was made by Production IG and they've done a bunch of fantastic movies. So we'll see where we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but we've also got Girls in Panzer Part Three, a movie. Girls in Panzer is I don't know. It's an anime that I really shouldn't that I don't normally enjoy. Uh, it's not anything bad or anything like that. It's basically this. It's about this high school club. It, that is all about it's just like these tank battles where it's a bunch of high school girls that drive tanks as a part of their high school uh, club with these other all these other high schools from uh, some from around the world where they all drive tanks and they battle each other as well. And it's surprisingly really well done. I don't know much about tanks and uh, and much about military tactics, so I don't know how true they keep to it. But in terms of an anime with a good story, fun characters, and struggles that they go through, uh, most of it's related to just their their tank battles and uh, and the club itself to do with those. Um, you seen it on Crunchyroll? You haven't watched it? I mean, it might be something worth giving it a, giving a try. I I know Overdrive. You got a bunch of other shows on the go, so maybe maybe it's not a great one to start now. But you know, just keep it in your back burner as something maybe to pick up later. Uh, but then we've also got Child of Kamiara Month. So this is this was an interesting one. This is going to be a Netflix premiere in 36 days, I believe. So we got a, a little over a month, but Japanese people believe that gods dwell in various things. There are gods of the water, wood, and even gods that keep us safe from the virus. Every October, thousands of gods leave their places of residence to gather in the Izuma region to have a conference. As such, October is also called Kamiari month, only in the Izuma region, which means the month with gods and Kainuzaki in every other region, which means without gods. This is a story of a 12-year-old girl, Kana, born to be a descendant of the gods. Her family has a mission to deliver offerings from all over Japan to the gods' gatherings in Izumo. Although Kana's mother has to complete the mission, her passing prompted Kana to finish the rest, hoping she could reunite with her dead mother and the gods' lands at the end of her journey. So I think that's going to be really neat. It, it's it's going to be this big adventure anime and, or at least, or not anime, a movie, and hopefully, hopefully to be a blast. It's it's definitely of all the movies besides the Deer King. I think the Child of Kamiari is something that I'm super pumped for. But there's also a ton of other movies coming out. Uh, none of them super appeal to me. There's one called My Tyranno Together Forever, which reminds me of. Uh, is it, what was, there was a movie with, like, Littlefoot, it was a dinosaur movie, uh, when I was younger, Land Before Time, it remind it looks like, kind of like the, the anime version of Land Before Time, with, like, a little bit more of the supernatural, uh, kind of inspirations you see in a lot of animes, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's really all I've got planned for today.
So, if there's anything else you guys want to talk about, now's your chance to start throwing it out in chat before we wrap things up here. But, uh, yeah. Other th oh, one of the things that I saw that was kind of neat is... So, uh, there's a lot of stuff that Elon Musk talks about that I, I disagree with, and... Uh, <coughs> like, he's, he's an incredibly smart guy, incredibly talented guy. But he's got some interesting outlooks on things. But something that I thought was really neat is he has this there was um this he this list of 50 cognitive biases that he thinks that every child should learn about and there's a lot of these that are really like really neat and it's things that i think even a lot of people today when they're going out and they're they're spending time out in the world uh, interacting with other people they it's just these these natural biases that we just kind of have without really thinking about and they're things that we should know about or know that we that we think about so that we can catch ourselves when it happens. So that'd be neat to go through a few of these. Uh, one of them is the, it's called foundational, uh, foundational attribution error. When somebody else is late, it's because they're, uh, they're lazy. But when you're late, it's because uh, it was traffic, which I think is kind of a neat thing to kind, because there's a lot of times I think I catch myself with that where someone else is late to something. And I just assume it's because they're lazy, but I've always got excuses as to why, why I'll be late to things. We've got the self-serving bias. So attributing all of your success to skill or effect and all of your screw ups to bad luck or a bad situation. So that's something that's uh that's a, that's a, a really neat one. We've got in-group favoritism. So we tend to favor those in our group versus those who are different from us. There's the bandwagon effect where everyone likes to jump on a trendy bag bandwagon. There's groupthink, also just what it sounds like, going along with the group to avoid conflict, the downfall of many large organizations. There's the halo effect, assuming a person has other positive traits because you observed they have one. Just because someone is confident or beautiful, it doesn't mean they're also smart, kind for, or smart or kind, for example. There's moral luck, assuming winners are morally superior, which is something I never really thought about before, but... I kind of comment with that, and I think a lot of us do that too. There's a lot of ce celebrities that win awards and do fantastic things. Every single time I've ever watched the Olympics and I've seen someone receive a gold or a silver or a bronze medal, I've just, I naturally just believe that they are morally superior beings. I never really realized that until, uh, until I, I was reading through this and that was pointed out to me. So I thought that was kind of neat. I'm not saying that they, it doesn't mean they aren't morally superior, but it's neat how there's certain things like that where something is simple. And I mean, it's not simple, but something something as simple as someone receiving an award that's known worldwide as being an award where it's like, you're really good at running really fast. All right. Because they got an award for that, they got a gold medal during the Olympics for that. It's like we naturally just look at them as being just these morally amazing and, 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 and incredible people. And I mean, they are incredible people. They do incredible things. But it's 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 neat that we also look at it from the moral perspective as well. There's the false consensus thinking most people agree with you, even when that's not the case. Curse of knowledge, assuming everyone knows what you know once you've learned something. That's something that took me a long time to. uh <laughs> to realize that I that I was doing and there's still a lot of times I catch myself doing that there's the spotlight effect overestimating how much other people are thinking about you the availability heuristic why we worry more about rare airplane crashes than objectively much deadlier road accidents people make judgments based on how easy it is to call an example to mind and plane crashes remember which is pretty crazy right I know a lot of people that are very fearful of being in a plane and a plane crashing versus being in a car crash and car crashes are a lot more likely to happen. Uh, like statistically, the amount of people that are in car crashes are exponentially high. And a lot of people argue it's because there's a lot more cars that are on the road than planes. But even if, uh, if we took, even if we had this, the same amount of planes as we had cars, there, exponential or the um uh, statistically there's less there'd still be less uh yeah sorry if we had if we reduced the amount of cars that we had in the world to the same amount of planes that we had there's still more car crashes than there are plane crashes we'll just go through two more of these uh and then we'll wrap it up here but we've also got the uh the defensive attribution, so getting more upset at someone who commits a crime we feel we uh we could have fallen victim to ourselves which that's Oh, that's a fair one, right? There's a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of times where uh, something will happen where someone will get mugged in the middle of the street, and I'll and it'll just it'll enrage me. And then there'll be other times where other 
crimes will happen and <clears throat> it's something that I don't ever think that could happen to me uh, and and so I don't I don't feel the same kind of anger and frustration towards it so that's kind of that was a really neat one to, to read about and then we've got the last one we'll do is the just world hypothesis the tendency to believe the world is just so any observed injustices was really deserved that's a crazy one thankfully I'd like to think that I don't do that but I'll have to I'll have to pay I want to pay more attention to myself when I'm doing things now to be able to see that but that's only 13 out of the 50 if anybody else is curious to go through and read all these, I'll post it here in the uh, the command center chat. But yeah, I thought going through those were really neat. There's a lot of stuff reading through all of it that I, I caught and learned about myself. That's uh, where I'm hoping that now now that I'm I I've read it and I, I hopefully I can actively now that I, now that I've read it, hopefully I'll actively be able to to catch that and then you know become a better person. Right? That's that's the goal. That's the dream. But I thought this was really neat. I feel like I don't think there's a single one of these out of the entire 50 that I disagreed with. There's some of them where I look at and, I'm, and I, I was like, OK, <clears throat> I don't see myself as falling uh, as falling uh, prey to uh, to these thoughts or, or, or looking at things from these perspective. But there's not a single one in there where I was like, yeah, this is wrong. This is there's no way anything like that could ever happen. So I thought it, I thought it was really cool. And there's 50 of them, which are crazy. And they're all I think they're all valuable lessons. And I've saved this so that hopefully someday when I have 30 kids, I'll be able to uh, teach at least each of them one of these and they'll be able to become a better person. You know, that's the dream. That's all we can ever hope for. <laughs> but hey, nonsensical, it's good to see you. Uh, I uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up here. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. It was a blast. I'm looking forward to next Monday. Honest to God, this is one of my favorite things to do every week. I love this. Being able to just kind of talk and chat about things with you guys is super fun. And I hope you guys had a fantastic new year. And, you know, here's to uh, cheers. Here's to another great year ahead of us. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the end button here and then I'll uh, I'll close down the command center chat. Have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week and see you next Monday. And that's another episode. Thanks for hanging out this far. And if you want to catch more of my content, there's a link to my Discord in the podcast episode notes. You can also find me on youtube.com slash spontaneous with weekly uploads on Fridays, as well as I'm live on twitch.tv slash spontaneous every Monday to Thursday, 7 a.m. Mountain Time to around 11, sometimes a little longer depending on what we're doing. I also co-run a YouTube channel slash podcast called Son of a Geek. You can find us at youtube.com slash son of a geek. Thanks for sticking around. I appreciate it.